Hi and welcome back to another episode of the F1 Ramble. A little bit later than planned, we accidentally missed a week, so we didn't get to review the Russian Grand Prix when we did, but not to worry, we've done it this week. We've also got a preview of the Turkish Grand Prix, so let's get rambling. Hello and welcome back to the F1 Ramble and a little bit like the uh, the rain in Russia we are here with our review better late than ever. Um, Alex what a race it was in uh, in, in Russia like obviously it started with with a with a qualifying which was absolutely insane having Norris um Sainz and uh, and Russell and then it was followed by a, by a fantastic race what what are your thoughts on that? I thought I thought um, Lando Norris was absolutely brilliant all weekend, and it's been a long time coming. He he's thoroughly deserved uh, what he was achieving um, in Russia. Um, so yeah, I, I thought I thought it was fantastic. I did feel for him though. I wanted to kind of wanted to cry for Lando Norris a little bit by the end by the end of the race. But I mean, what a quality lap though, um, and from George Russell as well. Yeah, and and signs. Um, all three of them were were really really good. Um, I was, mate, when I was watching the race, I was thinking to myself, when Norris was like literally going to, uh, you thought he was going to win the race. I was just thinking in my head, you know, like how at the beginning of the podcast, we do the little bit where you speak. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted like the week before I said, oh, can you imagine a McLaren won, like a McLaren win again? Like they win two in a row. Yeah. And I wanted like, I was thinking like, oh, we should play that as the, um, as a little intro bit. <laughs> Almost um, like a Sky Sports segment. Yeah, and then, but then the rain came, and it was actually like difficult to watch. I I thought I thought um that Hamilton and Norris were both going to be able to stay. As soon as the rain came, I thought, oh, okay, they're going to be able to stay out on these these slicks until the end of the race. There's only a few laps left, and I just I just didn't think at that point. Obviously, Lewis Hamilton was closing in on on Lando Norris quite a bit, and it looked like he was going to try and go for the for the move, but um. When that rain came, I just thought, okay, so it's it's Norris and Hamilton. There's no way Hamilton's going to be able to get past him unless it's a, an error in in the slippery conditions. Um, yeah. But it's it's one of those races where it's a huge learning curve for Lando Norris. Like he didn't put a foot wrong until the final moments of of the race, um, and he'll he'll only get better for it. When um when the rain came. Um, like the very first couple of laps, I thought Hamilton had the like the upper hand. Mm. Um, but then, as they you know they did like another lap, then I actually thought that um, Norris had the upper hand because he was dealing with it quite quite well. Yeah. Um, and then and then yeah, it's it's that it's that weird scenario where you know if you're at the back, you you actually can be seen to have a bit of an advantage. Yeah. Um, because you know Norris is thinking I can't I can't pit I can't I can't give away the lead. You know. It's that risk that you're taking if he pits first and gives away the lead. If he doesn't, mm. Hamilton's sort of got nothing to lose, which is what happened. Then Hamilton pitted. Yeah. Um, and, well, because they had they he had a big enough gap on the cars behind him as well, didn't he? So he, if 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 he if he pitted, he he still came out in in second place. So he 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 wouldn't have lost in that scenario at all. Exactly, and one hundred percent. Like this is this goes without saying. Norris pits. At any other point in his career, you know, with those circumstances, forget the fact like that he's leading, of course, but you know, with that amount of rain, one hundred percent he pits. 
but yeah. it's because he was in the lead and in his head he's thinking like I'm literally like if I pit now I'm, I'm handing over the lead obviously there was there was that that talk about how um obviously Lewis Hamilton wanted to stay out just like Lando Norris wanted to stay out but Hamilton received different information from his team saying the rain's going to get heavier which then sort of made him accept the team's decision and say right okay I'm going to go into pit whereas Lando Norris was told that the weather was going to stay as it was so in his mind he's thinking well if it's going to stay as it is I, I'm I'm driving fine at the moment. Yeah, I don't I wonder, need to pit. I wonder if like yeah, if it came down to the information they had on the radar, or like obviously there's always information that we don't hear. But I think in that situation, the team has to uh, has to overrule him. Yeah, but what what I'm what where I'm going with it is, do you think that Lando Norris was so set on making sure he gets his first race win in that moment that even if the team had said there's more rain to come? He's gonna go. No, I can still do it. They they should have just told him like, look, you need to pit, but like because they gave him the decision, right? So this yeah. is this is where the problem is. You have a team that is going off the back of um, you know, One, huge amount of data. All right, okay, like yeah, yeah, actual data, and then you've got someone who is arguably in the most emotional point he's ever been in his life or his career. Yeah, absolutely. And you're asking the emotional person to make the decision. Mm. As opposed to someone who's sitting there in front of like the data, telling him like, "Look, this is what's going to happen." I know yeah. you could argue that Norris was actually the one driving the car, etc. But like, you know, they, they knew. They knew. Mercedes knew. Yeah, like everyone else knew. So yeah, you know he 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 should have he should have pitted. Obviously, in hindsight, he should have pitted. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was, mate. It was difficult to watch. Like. There's, there was a point where he was just like coming around the corner. So this is like after Hamilton had pitted and Hamilton was so far behind him. Like, mm. like I think it was like 40 odd seconds he was behind him at one point. Yeah. And then you're just thinking like 40 seconds. In my head, I'm doing like, all right, there's like five laps left or whatever, like eight seconds a lap. Like, can he do this? I'm like, I'm like doing the maths in my head. Like, can he, can he stay, mm. can he stay ahead? Uh, and then he would come around the corner and like, the like the car would just take so long to get going because he's like yeah and then it's it's practically sideways or it's squirreling like it's fishtailing it, as he comes out one of the corners exactly thinking, it's like running oh, on man. ice you know like like mm. imagine like you're trying to sprint on ice and like you're just slipping and you're staying in the same spot have you That's have what it you like have you ever driven a go kart on slicks in the wet uh no oh man see I that is difficult imagine doing it in a formula one car like doing it in a go-kart you've, you've got nowhere near the the, the power that a, a formula one car has but you you just think like it doesn't take much to spin that car and lando norris he was do- to be fair to be fair he was doing such a great job in that situation but it got to a point where it was there was not the best driver in the world wouldn't have been able yeah. to to keep yeah, that car. He, he on the had road. no chance. But like credit to him, like he had a literally a great race. I'm not sure if Hamilton was going to overtake him. Um, I, I don't think. I, I I think Hamilton was going to get close enough to attempt a few moves, two or three moves towards the end of the race. But I don't think there was going to there was enough to to get past him because we saw early on in the race how difficult Hamilton was finding it to get past Ricardo. 
So that, that McLaren had some good pace. It had some good straight line speed. They got the same power unit. Um, so I think Hamilton would have had to get close enough and just wait for a potential mistake and yeah. sort of capitalise on that because it, it didn't look like it was easy to get past the, the McLaren in yeah. Russia. Yeah, so he could have, like, you know, if it wasn't for the rain, he probably would have won the race. But also, like, his qualifying, like, he's been threatening. To, he's been threatening pole positions, like, all season. Yeah, absolutely. You know, when he crashed in, um, when he crashed in Spa, he was like he was favourite for pole. Mm. Um, you know, he's just been he's been really really good. Um, the whole the, like the whole year is just so impressive and and yeah, I know like Ricardo won the race like in in Italy, but like Norris has just been like just mental, like yeah. just consistent, always up there, like mm. always overachieving. I'm just so impressed with him. Um. And another one is is Carlos Sainz. Um, I saw I saw on Twitter this week. Uh, someone said that Carlos Sainz is the most underrated driver in Formula One. Yeah, and I, 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 I kind of I kind of agree. <laughs> my, my um, do you remember we did those predictions at the beginning of the season? My one was that it was going to be he was going to be Charles Leclerc. Well, he is at the moment, isn't he? Yeah, like he's yeah. he is such a good driver, and he's had like a couple of races where he's been unlucky. I know Charles Leclerc has too, but yeah, they they're both really good. It just goes to speak for the amount of the amount of talent we have. Yeah, absolutely. Um, other than the probably the, the two drivers in the slowest car, but never mind. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about talent. Yeah, mate, I haven't got and, any. And that race was so nuts because after all of that, after everything that we saw, after Verstappen starting at, at the back of the grid, Hamilton starting like fourth or fifth, you know, everything, you end up Hamilton, Verstappen one, two. Oh like, no. It it was so frustrating. I know we've had debates about this, but it just bugs me that Yeah, Verstappen's only effectively had that one penalty on the weekend. I'm not gonna get into it. But yeah, well, even still he, he 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 drove well. Um it's funny how he's not as aggressive on everyone else as he is on Hamilton. Um funny that, but yeah, he he drove well. He came from last on the grid, he finished second. Um absolutely ruined Lewis's Ham- Lewis Hamilton's chances of sort of in- increasing a- or getting a bigger gap in the in the championship and it could it could prove to be pivotal because Lewis Hamilton may have to take another uh, may have to take an engine penalty yeah, at some we'll, point we'll, before the end of the season yeah, so we'll get, we'll get on to that in a second just um on 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 like staying on on Russia like obviously that they, they both came out of that with perfect weekends like you know from from their own perspective like Hamilton's won the race Verstappen like in terms of damage limitation like absolutely insane. Obviously, a bit of luck mm. with with the rain. Uh, another couple of points I thought were really interesting. Did you see what Alonso did in the first lap? Yeah, he cut the corner. Did- yeah, so he's been complaining about like how um, he's been saying like in the um, you know apparently in, like the drivers' meetings and stuff that like those the way those corners are like those like little chicanes like actually mm. there could be an advantage for you. Yeah. And he got he got done by Ricardo a few races back and someone else. For using those, um, using like that little chicane that they do, sort of thing. Yeah. And he's yeah. saying, look, it's it's unfair. So what he did this race was like, it's like fine. Like if that's if you guys aren't going to change it, he just angled the car perfectly just to drive like straight through it. Yeah. Like, but had you? But before he did that, did you notice he did that on the formation lap? Did you? No, did you see? No. Uh, so he tested it on the formation lap. Yeah. Which is like, to be fair, he he did say like, look, if you guys aren't going to fix it, I'm going to start like, I'm going to start taking advantage of it. 
Yeah, no. Like... On the, so on the because they, they 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 mentioned it in the commentary that as 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 Alonso went out on the formation lap, he took that chicane. So he took he he went off the track. He cut the corner, took that little chicane um, that they have to go through, and then he, and then he carried on and he gave the position back, obviously on the formation. Um, but yeah, he basically sized it up and planned his move before. <laughs> Before the race starts, so it was almost like he knew what he was going to do in that first into that first corner. Yeah, and it, again, like I have, you know, you know what I'm like with with Alonso, but like it just goes to show, like all the little details, all the little minute details. Oh, absolutely. Like, on top of those. Yeah, absolutely. Um, one of the one of the things I really like to to see um, came from Carlos Sainz, and there was a radio message that came came to him during the race, and I know Ferrari exactly said at one say. point. I know exactly what said. They said, oh, uh, keep going for P5 or something like that. And Carlos Sainz was like, no, <laughs> I yeah, don't want P5. Like... P5 isn't the best we can do. To be fair, this guy was leading the race. Um, yeah. And then the yeah, qualified second was leading the race. And then he was like, I think they came up and they were like, oh, everything's going according to plan. If we carry on like this, we're going to get P5. And he's like, what? Like, what do you mean P5? <laughs> Um, that's that's brilliant, and that's what you want to see from from your drivers. The 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 thing I was most disappointed with was Valtteri Bottas. And yeah, I, I mean, before the race, they were saying how um, they're looking for a top five finish, and Bottas literally got a top five finish. He finished fifth. So yeah, he, he only he, finished fifth because of the rain in the end. He I know, I know. Fifth. But the thing that really bugged me is Mercedes. Um, and they're well within their, their rights to do it as well. Uh, I don't yeah, particularly well, agree with it. Yeah, yeah. Took took a penalty so that they could stick him closer to Max Verstappen and hold Verstappen up. They although didn't they say that. Although they won't admit that. Yeah. Although they won't admit it. That's that's clearly what they was doing. And and Bottas in the interviews and everything had been saying how yes, although he's got his contract sorted for next season, um, he's still a Mercedes driver and he'll do his best for the team. He did not do his best for the team. He he basically let Max Verstappen through. Yeah, um, it's, it's not the first time this season that no. we've we, we've seen uh, Verstappen overtake Bottas, and we kind of like there was no better. fight. There there was no fight. He did. He he is basically he effectively parted like the blooming Red Sea and Moses or whatever, and just said, "Here you go, Max. Have a go at Lewis. I don't like him anyway." Um. I'm not driving for Mercedes anymore. Do what you got to do, mm-hmm. and, like, and that that was yeah. a disappointment. It's yeah, there, there, there's definitely something there. Like he's better than what he's shown, especially in his, bat- in his battles with with Verstappen. But, um, then, but then in his battles, wherever he's never really sort of shown any kind of aggression when it comes to defending his position, or in, in all this time at Mercedes. That that's that's his weakness. If he gets out in the front, he's got the ability to to drive off and lead the race from the front and win the race. But when it comes to, be, I wonder if that would be different now, because I think before he had like, you know, the um, the pressure. Now he doesn't have the pressure. So I wonder if he was in a position where actually it's for himself, not for not for Hamilton. It's for you know a Bottas win or a Bottas mm. podium. I I'd be interested to see what um what he would be like. Maybe. Maybe. Um, yeah. Another thing. This went completely under the radar. Yep. Like completely under the radar. It's not been spoken about enough. Lewis Hamilton, one hundred career wins. 
Yeah. Like nuts. The insanity of that is like he has won almost, okay, almost one in every 10 races to have ever existed in Formula One. Yeah. Like they've had the thousand odd races. He's Mm. won a hundred. Like, you know, if he wins like three or four more, it will literally be like one in 10. Yeah. One in 10 races, Formula One races to have ever existed have been won by the same man. That's insane, isn't it? It, it, mate, I don't, it's hard to like explain how insane that is. If you consider the amount of drivers that have been through, the amount of years that Formula One's been around, it, yeah, it's, it's completely like just unbelievable. Yeah, people still question whether or not he is the greatest driver of all time. Yeah. Statistically, he is. Whether you like him or not, statistically, Hamilton is the greatest to have ever graced the Formula One circuit. Statistically. Yeah, I think it's, um, that, like, it is fashionable to, uh, to hate on him a little bit. And, you know, uh, for me, he's not my favourite driver in the world. However, like, I can't argue with, you know, facts. A hundred race wins, a hundred odd pole positions, seven-time world champion arguably in a position to, to do it or he is in a position to do it again become an eight time world champion like you, you just you can't like you yeah you I don't know how are you going to argue against that do you know what I mean yeah because I saw I saw um, there's, there's obviously there's a lot of hate between uh, Verstappen fans and, and Hamilton fans at the moment and I saw on, on Twitter someone had said about um, I can't remember the exact numbers but Max Verstappen's got uh at the age of 24, um, 17 race wins and this, that and the other. And um, they were saying how Hamilton hasn't got the same stats as, as Max Verstappen. You think, well, <laughs> Max Verstappen was driving a Formula One car when he was 17. Um, and then when he was 18, he was driving a, a Red Bull. So yeah. he's, he's been driving a great car from a young age. And when Lewis Hamilton was 24... When did Hamilton come into Formula 1? 22, 20, 24? So he, a lot less time. And by the time Hamilton was 24, he was also a world champion. So yeah. you can't... They, they, some people, when they're comparing drivers, they, they, they pick the wrong statistics to, 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 to analyse. I think, and don't really think about it properly. I think if you look at the... So this is, this is like where, where it becomes like where you can have like actually debates. But like, look, when you look at the, at the statistics in terms of like race wins, world championships, yeah, Hamilton is the one. Um, mm. But then when you, when you, you know, um, start looking into other statistics and other facts and you go a little bit deeper, you can then create whatever narrative you choose to create. So, of course, yeah, of course. You know, I could... You know, and a narrative that I like to create again because I'm such a big fan of him is how I think it was like ten points would make would make uh, Alonso a a, um, a five time world champion. Yeah. You know, and then you can you can look at that and be like, oh wow, you know, that's you know really impressive. But the fact is, he's got two. Yeah. Um If you look at, at Hamilton, yes, he does have a hundred wins, but actually, if you look at the amount of races he's he's driven, is a lot higher than like the likes of Fangio back in the day yeah. or even yeah. Schumacher. So. Yeah, like there's there's a lot of ways you can you can look at things, and and then you can start talking about how good the car is and how good the car mm. is and 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 stuff like that. But you know, it sort of swings around about the fact of the matter. Hamilton, seven time world champion, a hundred wins, over a hundred pole positions, just absolutely nuts. Like one year, one point away from winning the championship in his rookie season. Yeah. Like you know, 
whatever. Well, if you yeah. take the same kind of narrative that you take with Alonso to Hamilton, Hamilton's already an eight-time world champion. Well, it could have been, yeah. One, one, point, one more point. More, yeah, exactly. And so it's, it's, it's crazy. Because I, I, this season, I, I've liked, I like Max Verstappen. As a driver, I think he's incredibly talented. You do not. You but this, hate this, Max Verstappen. No, this, this, this season, this season he's, he's massively gone down in my estimations. And not through, through his ability to drive a car, just his attitude towards towards the sport. Um, I don't think it's how changed. he doesn't. No, it's just it's just it, it's it's just. I don't think it's changed. I think it's just been amplified by the fact that he's in this battle with Hamilton, and it's it's the lack yeah. of humility he has. How nothing is ever his fault. How he he talks about mate, but you like, need two he drivers was, he was to work worse beforehand. Do you not remember like in like 2017, 2018, oh, no, when he'd like, crash when... every race and be like, yeah, it's not my fault. Like, I'm not yeah. going to change the way I drive. But, but he went through that phase and I thought he'd grown out of it. Like after, because it was that one race in Monaco. Monaco changed it. Like when he, when, when Ricardo got that race win at Monaco and Verstappen missed out, that changed and he became a completely different driver after that. And now you're kind of seeing the, Sort of like the old Verstappen coming coming out, and the lack of humility, and how it, it, it's 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 comments like it takes two drivers to make the corner. Yeah, but he needs to remember that he's one of those drivers as well. Mm. Um, so this is where I, this is what I disagree with what you're saying is that this is he has not changed in my opinion in any way, shape, or form. I think, like you said, it's more amplified now. Yeah, especially to you because you're a big Hamilton fan. It's more amplified now because it's him against Hamilton every time. However, yeah. like this is the guy who, for example, when he had his like little thing with Ocon, with Ocon he's gone mm. up to him and like pushed him. Yeah, you know, it, it's like it's you know we but might then, like but then, that, we but might then, not like that, but that's the kind of thing you don't you haven't seen in the sport for years. Yeah, and, I mean, I, you know, I I like that sort of aspect of it. I like to see the emotion, but I like to also see the drivers I, take responsibility for their actions and, and apologize afterwards. If he did it to if he did it to Hamilton, I wonder if, if you'd say like, oh, like he's gone and pushed him, like. Yeah, but if he came out afterwards on Twitter or in an interview and said, "Look, I this is what I did. In, in I shouldn't have done it. My emotions ran high. I apologize." Then that's I I haven't got an issue with it. But he doesn't do that. Okay, that, so that's, you, you, that's, you want to see hot-headed actions and then an apology after? No, but I want to see hot-headed actions, but then also drivers take responsibility for their actions afterwards. Like. It sounds. I know. I'm not. I can see on your face. Like, I. I can tell that I, I'm sounding controversial, but or contradic- no, contradictory. Right. Sorry, but I, yeah. I. I want to see that level of emotion, but I also want to see them take responsibility. Like they realize, oh, okay, I've done it. It wasn't. The, it wasn't the best thing I, I. I've ever done. It's done now. I can't do much about it. I'm sorry for for my actions. So would it be like would it be like Hamilton complaining about his tires and then after on Twitter being like, do you know what? My tires weren't even that bad. <laughs> no, it's I'm nothing. That's, that's nothing like that. The thing is, um, the thing is, there. with with the whole Hamilton Verstappen, yeah. Verstappen is a fantastically uh, gifted. talent gifted, yeah, gifted driver, extremely talented, and no doubt he will win a world championship, whether it's this year or next year or whenever. What I think we'll see in Formula One, the way Formula One's going with the rule changes, etc., is you just won't see the level of dominance from one particular driver that we've seen over the years. For example, um, you've got Vettel winning 
four championships back to back. Yeah. The the Schumacher dominance. Mm-hmm. Um, Hamilton now. Yeah. But. And I think when you look at the grid and you look at how close together a lot of the cars are get are, are getting now, and some of the drivers, George Russell's going to be in the Mercedes next year. You've got Lando Norris driving the way he's driving in the McLaren. You've got Charles Leclerc and Carlos Sainz, both incredibly talented drivers in that Ferrari, which will come good again eventually. Mm. Max Verstappen in his Red Bull. Those drivers will constantly take championships off each other. Yeah. It's not going to be... About that. I, don't, I, I, don't, I don't think there will be like a Senna Prost, uh, a louder hunt. No, see, I, uh, I, to- I totally disagree with that, actually, because if you, there's no evidence to that shows that you know every time that there's a a rules reshuffle there is a team that that dominates the sport for a while we had the ferraris we had the um we had the red bulls and this year we had the mercedes and it's only like towards the the back end of that rules reshuffle do every like the other teams start catching up which is where Mm. we are now so if we actually like next year if we go and look at the evidence of like what's happened in the past you're very likely going to have a team. I don't know who. It could be like, it could be Alpha Tauri. It could be Haas, for example. You have mm. one team who is like head and shoulders above the rest. And for the next five years or the next four years, that team dominates yeah. until like everyone catches up and then there's a new rule change. So mm. I, I don't know. Like, I, I hope not. I hope, like, I hope I'm wrong. And actually four or five teams or all 10 teams, they get the rules right and they're all very good. And they're all competing yeah. against each other. But if we actually look at what's happened in the past, it's very likely that we're going to have like, you know, one team dominating. I hope it's not the case. Yeah, I mean, I just, I just don't think, I don't think you're going to have one driver dominate as as, as much as, as as it has been in the past. I, I think, I, what, what I, I think, think it's, it's going to be happen. more like the Formula Two season where George Russell won the championship, and it was a three-way battle between him, Albon, and Norris. I think you're going to see more of that in Formula One. I think in, what you're going to see is you're going to see more Senna Prost and less Schumacher Massa. What I mean by that is I think you're going to see, especially with the driver lineups that we have at the moment, like the top teams, they all have two really good drivers, apart from like maybe, maybe Red Bull. Okay. So you will <laughs> see like a. <laughs> well, no, but not next year. Next year yeah. you've got Russell, yeah. right? So. What you'll see is like, you know, if you have a team that's head and shoulders above the rest, you're going to have um, two drivers fighting for the championship, a little bit like Rosberg, Hamilton, Rosberg, Hamilton. Yeah. and unless it's like, um, unless it's like Red Bull, let's say Red Bull gets the car right and the other teams don't, then what you're going to have um, is a Schumacher Massa type thing, mm. or or a Hamilton Bottas type thing for the last couple of years. Yeah, you know. So yeah, we'll ha- we'll have to see like. Just yeah, just how the cars turn out. Um, uh, something else I wanted to like not necessarily talk about, but like, I guess in terms of in terms of news, you were saying about the uh, there's going to be a, a special tribute um, tribute yeah, delivery saw, for Honda. Yeah, I saw it. I saw it on the web on the um, Formula One website. The uh, Red Bull and Alpha Tauri are going to be. Um, having a, 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 a special tribute livery for, for Honda. It's going to have, um, it says, Pierre Gasly and Yuki Tsunoda's Alpha Tauris will feature the word Arigato. <laughs> oh, that's it. Um, uh, yeah. It's going to be, oh, okay, interesting. The Red Bull is going to be a predominantly white livery. 
So that'll be interesting. Interesting. I've, going away from their, their their sort of traditional Red Bull branded. Uh, I'd love, love like a, I, I actually really like you know, the the traditional like Honda branding with the red writing on like the uh, yeah like with the, with the red Honda. I think that looked quite nice. Yeah. I think that's the, um... I think that's what it will be. It, it does say that it's going to um, uh, be inspired by the paint scheme of the Honda RA272 that Richie Ginther raced to victory in 1965. So that again, quickly typing it. What, Honda R... RA272, 1965 Mexican Grand Prix. Yeah, it's like a yeah white with. Um like the the japanese flag oh, is and, it like the traditional um, honda racing colors yeah i like think the... so it's quite nice actually the car looks really nice yeah um but that, that'd be quite cool be quite fun be nice yeah. to see honda uh, doing something different Hopefully... one of my favorite liveries is okay. the uh is the honda mclaren livery with the marlboro like yeah. looking at the marlboro pack oh, it's just it's just so iconic isn't it yeah that is my yeah. um my my hope from uh hamilton perspective uh, Hamilton fans perspective and the Mercedes fan and McLaren fan perspective um is that with Red Bull running this special livery that um they'll have a repeat of what happened to Mercedes in Germany when they ran that special that special livery and they all wore special retro yeah. outfits <laughs> hopefully red oh. bull have a repeat of what happened to mercedes it's so funny because it's like it's un mercedes like to do the livery thing to do or yeah to, to do like the whole dressing up thing mm. and then it's so un mercedes like how they crumbled at yeah. their home grand prix it was yeah, but it was entertaining. I, 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 ever since then i just feel that mercedes haven't been as well as as well as oiled, ah uh, yes, as well-oiled machine. Since then, like they, this season, they've made so many mistakes. Yeah, that there has been. That there was a point where you looked at Mercedes, and maybe it's because the pressure wasn't on. Um, but there was a point where you looked at the Mercedes and you thought, "Wow, this there is no weakness in this team." Especially, do you remember that they did that double stack with Hamilton and Bottas, and it yeah. was seamless. Yeah, exactly. It, it, they were it was just, like a work of art. It was they were machines, like just spot on through strategy to the way they run the team, to the drivers, the car, everything was just amazing. Um, but yeah, over the last like year or so, a couple of years, it's, they still look formidable, but yeah. there's just that little bit of... There's cracks you know, appearing in their yeah, armour. Yeah, a little chink. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it... It is what it is. I can't wait for the rest of the season, man. I think it's going to be so good. Um, so before the, before go on. before we go on to um, like the Turkish Grand Prix and what's, what's coming up this weekend, what was the um, how far off were we with our predictions last uh, for the for Russia? We must I, have been I, we must have yeah. been miles off. I I'll search for them. Up. Well, let's come back to them at the end because I I don't have them to hand. Okay. Um, but yeah, let me um, let me find them. We'll come back to them at the end. Okay. Because I was but thinking, yeah, like, as soon as I was as I was watching it, I was thinking, oh man, we've we've both both flopped big time here. Like the one week I don't go for like really random predictions, and the randomness happens. Oh, just my luck. 
I need to catch up. I need. I've got eight races. How many races left? Eight races. I've got eight ra- races to catch up to you on the on our little leaderboard thing. Mate, I think <laughs> I don't know if I've got if these are the right ones, but like we have we have the following. And again, I genuinely don't know if these are the right ones. Um, but we have predicted at one point, because I've written them down, I haven't dated them, but at one point there is, and I think this is from you, the predictions are as follows. Norris, Pole, Hamilton, Verstappen, Norris third, Ricardo and Leclerc. It's not bad. That's not bad, no. I wonder if that's the right one as well. I mean, I'll have to, I'll have to, to do some more, uh, some more digging. We'll, we'll, do, we'll do some more digging. We'll have to listen back to last week or the last, last episode. Oh no! Wait, I've got it here. Sorry, I've got it here. Uh, but that would have been quite close. So you have gone for Hamilton, Valtteri mm. Bottas, Ricardo, Verstappen, Norris. Yeah. And I have gone for Valtteri Bottas. Hamilton, Bottas, Verstappen, Perez, Norris. Oh, so at least I've got Hamilton for the win. Yeah, I think we, yeah, we've both got that. Um, yeah, that's about it, really. Um, oh. But yeah, I'll tell you what, like, these, these past ones would have been really close. Yeah. Especially, especially with, the, uh, with the Verstappen penalty. Yeah. Um, just, yeah, just another thing, right, like, I just thought about this a minute ago, but you know they um they got the Qatar Grand Prix, the Qatar Grand Prix they're gonna have this year, yeah, and then they're gonna have it for ten more years, yeah. It's like we've got we now have Qatar, Saudi Arabia, and they probably they have a pretty bad like human rights like track record. Mm. Um, you've got Hungary is like recently approved some like pretty dra- like draconian rules affecting like the LGBTQ community, yeah. and it's kind of like you got you got like this races one message and then like you go to countries that pretty much go against like everything that this races one message like stands for yeah so it's kind of like you know put your money like you're not putting your money where your mouth is really it's kind of like no yeah it's... we should you know we do think about equality and all these things but actually like uh saudi arabia offering us like quite a lot of money so you know can women still not drive there is that is that still a um, thing? Like I don't you know. know. I, I, why are we going to like these sort of countries? I don't know. But anyway, I just thought that as they added Qatar to um, yeah, I, to, I, to, I, with, to the list with the the Qatar thing as well. I I don't like that they've added it for ten years without having had a race there. Yeah, like it it could be like the worst thing that's ever happened to Formula One, but we won't. We're then stuck with it for ten years. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and it's not. To be fair, it's not just Formula One. We're we're going there for for a football World Cup, um, yeah. which is happening in in November, I believe. Mm. Um, which again just goes like, yeah, it just goes against everything. Did you know, like, the amount of countries that were like up against, like, um, I think the UK wanted um wanted this tournament. Uh, I think Portugal and Spain wanted a tournament as well, and the USA. Okay. Like, so you got. You've got countries with like really rich football history. You have got like the USA, etc. And then mm. they go and give it to Qatar. Like it's just like what the yeah. Anyway, it's not it's not uh, Formula it's One. Just, it's just it's just it's just it's just it's just money. It, everything is yeah. just powered by money nowadays. It's just say it loses the integrity of the sports. Yeah, it's pretty mad. But anyway, um, yeah. So we've got the Singapore Grand Prix. How are you feeling? When? It's Turkey it? this weekend, isn't it? 
I do you know what? It's my uh, my calendar hasn't updated. It's because it was meant to be Singapore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it all got moved. It is this weekend, isn't it? Yeah. No, it's meant to be Japanese. This one. It's meant to be Singapore last. Yeah, because it's all changed, and I've got my calendars all um is all it, modded up. It is. It is this weekend, though, isn't it? Yeah. No, yeah. you're right. It is it is a Turkish Grand Prix? Wow. Yeah. Obviously, was last our... last year we had a unexpected pole sitter in Lance Stroll in the racing point. Was there a Turkey Grand Prix last year? Yeah. Was there? Yeah. Yeah. Lance Stroll got pole in the wet. I don't remember. Ah. Uh, yeah. yeah. And then he was, <laughs> he, he was properly miffed when he didn't get a podium. <laughs> and Perez did. <laughs> I really don't like Lance Stroll. But, um, yeah. <laughs> he, was, he was a miserable what's it when um, he didn't get a result that he wanted. Yeah, it's gonna, it's gonna be good, man. Like I'm just, I'm just excited for any race, really. I don't care where it was. Like Sochi actually threw a good Grand Prix, um, regardless of the rain. I think it was gonna, it was a good race regardless of the rain. Yeah, no, I, I, I would have to agree. Um, the, what, what one thing, one thing out of position. But also, one thing that I, I noticed Paul Deresta said. I mean, I don't particularly like Paul Deresta as a commentator. I prefer him as like a pundit. I don't really like him as a commentator. I've missed Martin Brundle. Um, but he was saying um, what's made it quite interesting was how closely all the cars were packed together. Like there wasn't really any cars that kind of took off and left everyone behind. Like the, the, the whole pack was relatively close together, which was just meant that there was a lot of racing. There was towards the end, though, when... Um, towards the end, yeah. When it was yeah. like Norris and Hamilton. But for, for a um, large part of the race, the cars were... were closely grouped together yeah because so there was there was obviously a couple of cars who had slightly different strategies like Paris and Alonso both went long for example yeah which meant that because you got all the cars in different like different strategies like you couldn't pit like a, a Hamilton for example mm. and find him some space because you know you had some cars like in that space like who hadn't pitted and were still doing their own race it wouldn't have to wouldn't have, have to have been like blue flagged yeah um but yeah, I'm, I I can't wait to like just see like what's going to happen. I hope we have another really good race. It, like the championship couldn't be tighter. Yeah, it's it's it is going to go down to the last race. Um, but do you know, funny enough, do you know the most? Well. Do you know who the most successful team is at uh, Turkey? Um, the most successful team at Turkey. How many races have there been, or do you know? Oh, that? I don't know that. I don't okay. know that. Um, I'm going to go for McLaren. No. Um, I only know this because I took part in the, the quiz on, on Instagram on the Formula 1 page. Okay. Uh, Ferrari. So, um, will Ferrari be able to keep that record up of having good results in, in Turkey this weekend with a car that looks like it is improving? Yeah, they're looking like they're looking pretty good, and and so not as good as they're just not. Look, unfortunately for Ferrari, they're just not looking as good as the McLaren at the moment. They are looking good, just just McLaren's better. Yeah, so like this is this is the thing. Like they they are getting close to the top two. Yeah, like it's got to a point now where you know, yes, it's a surprise, but like it's not that much of a surprise. Um, but yeah, I can't I just can't wait to see what's what's going to happen. I I hope it's Hamilton Verstappen. Like genuinely, like not necessarily one two on pole, but like next to each other on the track. Like I just want to see them like race against each other again. 
like regardless of whether they they crash or not mm. uh, i know you you probably just want to see like hamilton ahead of verstappen i'd like to see hamilton ahead of verstappen obviously but i i'd like to see verstappen i'd like to see if they get into a scrap um i'd like to see hamilton come off better for a change than it always being verstappen forcing his way through um Obviously, I don't want to see uh, a crash, but I, I would like to see maybe Verstappen take the exit route for a change rather than Hamilton being the one always taking evasive action. Hmm. But what I would really love to see is a McLaren or a Ferrari in the mix, maybe splitting Max Verstappen and Lewis Hamilton. Obviously, from a fan's perspective, I'd want to see them splitting those two in Hamilton's favour. but even if it was the other way around, I just think it would be exciting for the race. It would just make for a, a great watch. Yeah. Um, do you want to do your predictions? Yeah. Quite the preview that. I didn't yeah. realise it, it was in Turkey. I thought it was in <laughs> Singapore. I was like, I think I love Singapore. I love like, the I do. glamour, I... the lights, everything. I... Yeah. It's one it's of my favourites. <laughs> and then we're in Turkey, but it is what it is. It is what it is. <laughs> Um, I'm going, are you writing these down? Yes, and I will write these down. Are you going to date them this time as well? I will. Um, I'm going to go with a Charles Leclerc poll. Jesus Christ. I don't need, do you know what? I don't even need to name to like, I don't write whose it is. Like, I just write the predictions (laughs) because I just know. Um, Right, if you're going Charles Leclerc, I'm going Verstappen. For those signs? No, Verstappen. Oh, Verstappen. Um, and then the top five, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with um, Hamilton, Leclerc, Verstappen, Norris Ricardo. It's not what it's not what you want to happen. It's what you think is going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I genuinely. Oh, actually, no. Hold on. Let's let's go. Hamilton, Leclerc, Verstappen, Signs, Norris. Wait, Hamilton, Leclerc, Verstappen, Signs, Signs, Norris. Fine. All right, so I'm, I'm going to go Hamilton. Then I'm going to go Verstappen. And I'm going to go Bottas third. Oh, okay. Um, then I'm going to go Norris. And then I'm going to go Paris. Okay. So in my head, we, we are missing. So I'm betting on, on Bottas coming good. Um, and one thing that we're missing is and I do actually like when races happen this way, especially this happened twice in Italy. Um, they were one of my favourite races, not because like there was a lot of overtaking, but because it's like slowly building. And mm. the, it happened twice. The first time was with Raikkonen, where essentially it was Hamilton and Bottas versus Raikkonen. So Raikkonen had pole, but the Mercedes, one like pitted early, the other one went long. And it was mm. sort of that like 2v1 type was scenario. That, was, that, was that also when Hamilton made that move on Vettel and Vettel span himself? Yes, I think right at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or, or maybe that was the other time that happened, which was the following year, 
when it was with uh, with Charles Leclerc, but Charles Leclerc survived. Um, then he won the race in in Italy. But mm. it, yeah, the I can see um, a good old double team coming back um, because Paris has been a little bit off the boil. Yeah, He's, the, P- Paris is the kind of driver actually. And the the more I the more I watch him, and you've you've made this point a few times, but he's got good racecraft. Yeah. Um. But especially, I think he's a, he's a driver like where you could go for like an alternate strategy with him. Yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, he was gonna he was gonna get like um he was gonna get a podium for example in Russia had it not mm. been for the rain, and it's because you know he went long at the beginning, um and you know he, he's amazing at looking after his tires. There's no one better than him, but I think. It actually weakens Red Bull a little bit in the fact that I think Perez suits more a team that isn't always fighting for the win. Yeah. And like where, oh, if this guy just stays out for a long time, he might get us some points as he used to do back in the day for Sauber. You know, Sauber wasn't the best car on the grid. Yeah. He'd he'd make his tyres, he'd use his tyres like so well that all of a sudden he's done one pit stop less than everyone else. It's like um, it's like he needs confirmation that he's got a good car. So I'm just I'm just having a look now, because um, he doesn't qualify very well at all, does he? So if you look at Turkey last year, um, he started. Uh, okay, starting grid. Oh, it's not too bad. Probably a bad example. But Stroll got pole. Yeah. Um, and Perez started third, and he ended up finishing second. Um. And it's almost like Perez needs confirmation from Quali by his teammate that they've got a good car. And yeah. then all of a sudden during the race, Perez just pulls a performance out of his, out of his hat like you wouldn't believe. Um, so I just think he really needs to improve his qualifying because if he was able to qualify further up the grid, then that strategy, that, that alternative strategy has more power. It's more. It's more effective. Like they, they can afford to run that alternate strategy, yeah, but, but this further is... up the grid and actually benefit the team more than just picking up sort of the scraps around the podium. So I think these alternative strategies are actually like they're good for like when you're just in the middle of like mm. everyone, right? And you've gone for something a little bit different. I don't think these are these alternative strategies are necessarily that good when you've got like. Hamilton Verstappen like just bolting on their own and you're going for like a for an alternative strategy because I just don't think you'll get like you get close enough to them I think it it works best with like other cars that aren't aren't so good um but for the top two I think it's it's just difficult because if you were doing that then they would do that true all right but you've got that option available which he's able to 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 execute quite well and it and it works it works better obviously when you have um you know, two stop races, for example, yeah, or or when you have like a a lot of tire degradation, hmm. um, so, but yeah, I'm uh, I'm looking forward to it. We'll um we'll be, definitely be back next weekend or next week, yeah. sorry, um yep. with the um with the review. Uh, hopefully, we have another good race. And um, if you've got nothing else to to say, no, Alex, I'm we, good. We can sign out. Yeah. All right, guys. Thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see you next week. Make sure you follow us on our socials at F1 Ramble. Thanks.